Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. Yeah. All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>
are we drinking? You go ahead first. <laughs> yeah, we're drinking two different things tonight. So we are yeah. recording this in the month of December. And mm-hmm. as we've talked about previously, we are big fans of our good friends at Branching Out Bottle Shop over in Township 5 in Camillus, New York. Yes, The yes. finest beer selection you're going to find anywhere. And this is now the second year in a row that I gave you an early Christmas gift. Mm-hmm. Their beer advent calendar. So yeah. we are uh, recording on the 8th of December. So I am drinking the 8th beer out of the uh, advent calendar. That's great. They come in these little um, individual paper bags. So I don't know what beer it is until I open it to drink it. Today mm-hmm. is a brewing company that I believe we have drank their beer from. Uh, it's Evil Twin Brewing. Oh, yeah. Out of New York City. They were started up nomadically in 2010 by, oh, yep. Because I remember this name now. Yepi Yarnit Yergso. Uh, in 2012, Yepi and his family decided to make New York City their home and joined the burgeoning local beer scene. In 2016, Yepi was approached with the opportunity to finally root his ideas and dreams, and Evil Twin Brewing NYC was born. So we are drinking, uh, selected for us by our friends at Branching Out, Bre- Evil Twin's Worcester Street A Pills. It is an Italian pilsner. Uh, I don't drink a lot of Pilsners, but I'm looking forward to this. They, We were talking before we started recording. Uh, the beer calendar has been really strong this year. I'm sure yeah. tonight will be no different. But you are not drinking that. I already did. I drank <laughs> it early. I drank right. it while doing some editing, because that's how you edit. You edit and drink a beer. That's uh, right. I am drinking something called the Bruce Wayne. Oh, <laughs> tell me more. It is. I'm going to give the exact measurements. In case you want to pause and honor... Because why I'm doing the Bruce Wayne, there was a Batman-themed one on there. But Kevin, I don't care what anyone says, is the first person to do three voices for Batman. He Later in his career, he didn't. But on Batman the Animated Series, there was Bruce Wayne, foppish, silly. There was Batman. And then there was hanging out in the Batcave, cowl down, still in the Batsuit, Batman. There were three voices he did. Yeah. We talked about that, I think, in Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. So, this is uh, called The Bruce Wayne. Uh, I got it off a little website that has 10 Batman-themed cocktails for fans of the iconic superhero. (laughs) Um, And it is two ounces of bourbon, half an ounce of maple syrup, four ounces of cold brew or iced coffee, and a big old honking piece of ice. And uh, you're not going to be able to tell, but my piece of ice, it's the Death Star. (laughs) <laughs> well, Casey, that sounds delicious. I will drink that when I edit the beginning and epi- ending of the episode because uh, that's appropriate. So I have had this before. It is my go-to for sure. It is delicious, wonderful, refreshing, much like Mr. <laughs> Kevin Conroy. Well, uh, to our Batman, Kevin Conroy, RIP, cheers. Nice and peace, sir. Oh, that, that's a... Boy, I don't tend to think of Pilsners when I'm thinking about what kind of beer I want to drink. That's pretty good. It's, it's a, pretty full-bodied, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's got a nice little crispness to it. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's really I, was, good. I was expecting a little more watered-down taste, mm-hmm. like a Pilsner, but maybe people are trying to make Pilsners not as uh, gross. Yeah. Because <laughs> they succeeded. I was looking quickly at Evil, Br- uh, Evil Twin. I, yep. I feel like it might have been a Batman movie we did, Evil Twin, uh, but they have a plethora of... Of beer, so it would take way too long to figure it out right now. Um, well, luckily, 
Oh, not that one. Luckily, um, we don't have to try and guess because with the magic of Google Drive, where I store all my notes. Okay, so uh, way back in uh, season two, episode 24, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Yep. We drank from Evil Twin Brewing Company every day, once a day, give yourself an IPA. Yes. Yep. Because was that the sun rising? I think. uh, Well, hang on. I can filter and type in. IPA, because uh, I'm on their website. View the 10 beers. Oh, no. They don't make it anymore. They may not. I mean, that's not unusual for smaller ones to do that. <laughs> Though there I, is one here called, guys, I've really been getting back into IPAs again. I may have to try <laughs> that one. <laughs> oh, oh, that's great. That's great. I, I thought it was a Batman movie that we had yeah, done that with. that's right. I mean, uh, not a bad Batman, but not the best Batman. So, My favorite live-action Batman. Oh, because uh, Heroes of Tomorrow? No. What? No, no, no. Uh, ben oh, Affleck, I'm my sorry. My favorite live action. Uh, didn't Kevin Conroy show up? Hasn't he shown up live action once? As Once. He was, he was, he was spoilers Bruce? for it. He was evil Bruce. And he oh. was in the Kingdom Come um, exoskeleton. And he's oh, there with snap. Batgirl. Or Batwoman, excuse me. And uh, finally he was evil and he gets uh, electrocuted at the end. Oh, wow. And it was just so cool for and him to what show be able was to that? be live act. I think it was on Batwoman. It was during... Oh, during that crossover event oh, thing? And Crisis of, on Infinite Earths. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't get. think because we also get Burt Ward in there too. <laughs> okay, that's funny. Yeah, it was it was really fun. That was the last good thing they did and the last thing I actually watched. <laughs> and something we may do so one day on this podcast. Who knows? All right. Who knows? Listen, uh, I, you know, I like it when we do these little um, things, uh, you know, off the norm. It's uh, it's always interesting. I don't like the reason we have to do this, but no. yes, I do too. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, yeah, we were originally going to do something else that we're going to put back in uh, our summer bonus episode. Yep. And uh, Kevin passed, and a couple days, uh, probably a day went by, and I wrote to Todd and said, hey, instead of doing that, Let's do this movie because of this moment, and yeah. <laughs> you wrote back right away. I'm in. Yep. Yeah. It was a that was yeah. a great idea. That was a great yep. idea. Let's talk a little bit about the production uh, of this DC animated film. And I'll say this, you know, unabashedly, uh, no shade on the DCEU or Warner Brothers studio, uh, Warner Brothers or DC movies um, strategy for live action movie making. They have cracked the code with their animated feature films they are top-notch everything they make is amazing my favorite and again like kevin conroy being batman i am a fan of them because of you um i think you introduced (laughs) me to i think it was doom uh justice league doom is a good one yeah yeah that's that also has kevin conroy yeah yeah right um but holy cow this is great so this does not get a a theatrical release so we'll we'll say this it's a dc they're dc animated movies um as a result couldn't get a budget or, and there's no box office, right? So I'm going to set all that aside. Um, let's go through some of the talent. This is an adaptation of a graphic novel by Jeff Johns. <laughs> Who has his uh, troubled history now, but mm-hmm. he definitely helped reshape DC Comics with with this. I mean, this was literally the thing that like, what if we make, what if we bring back Barry mm-hmm. and then we have him try and save his mother and the result of that creates, when he goes back to fix everything, creates the New 52. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> well, the New 52. Apparently everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, so Jeff Johns and Andy Kubert wrote the graphic novel. The son of the great uh, Joe Kubert. Oh, yeah. that name's, I thought that name sounded familiar. Mm-hmm. The screenplay itself is written by Jim Craig. Um, yeah. He, he's uh, got 57 writing credits. Nice. Mainly animated stuff. Also, mm-hmm. a little bit of TV, live action Supernatural just scrolling through here. Nothing really jumps out. It's it's basically cartoons. Some Teen Titans Go. A lot Ooh, of DC. We like Teen Titans Go on this podcast. We do. Ben 10. That was a... Oh, Ben 10 Alien Swarm. We didn't watch that one. Uh, but no, my never, kids were big. Yeah, my kids were big Ben 10 fans. Um, the superhero Squad. Stepping over to the Marvel side of the street. Oh, is that like the, the kid? Uh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. Um, so he gets a screenplay credit. The director and... I'll call it now. I noticed it. Uh, She gets a credit early in the end credits. Andrea Romano credited only as um, voice voice director. Voice director, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, and we've talked previously about, you know, the credit she deserves in shaping their animated stuff. Uh, But Jay Oliva is is the director of this. Director Uh, of a lot of DC animated movies. Yes, yes. And lots of TV stuff. The new 52 stuff, and then kind of has walked away since. The Dark Knight Returns, part one and two, some Young Justice. Oh, he also directed Next Avengers, The Heroes of Tomorrow. Um, That was really good. Did you see that? Is that with Hulkling and all that stuff? No, it's with basically like Thor's daughter. Actually, it's worth watching. I don't want to tell you anymore. Um, It's worth watching. Is it on Disney Plus? Because if it's not, I'm not going to have. So Where else? Mm, I doubt. I doubt. I can it. look that up. That's for future Casey to worry about. It is one hundred percent worth watching. It's really, really right. good. Yeah, I mean, he's an, mainly an animated director. A lot of DC mm-hmm. stuff. A lot of TV stuff. So, I don't have any almost cast because uh, the, there is an interesting cast. Did you see the name of the person who does the voice of Superman? I did. Sam Daly. Yes. 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 Son of Tim Daly, who was. Superman on the animated series. Yeah, that was interesting. And then when it moved to Justice League, George Newbern took over, who was, if you are a Friends fan, he was the Yeti. If you don't understand that, you're not a true Friends fan. I do not understand that. Well, uh, then you're not a true Friends fan. Uh, the, the the voice talent in this is just top-notch. And that's where they, they do so right with their animated side, because to make this a live-action movie with these people as those characters, you, you're out of your mind. You... The budget to put sure. them in live action would have been insane. Now that said, I would watch that live action with with everyone, all of the voice uh, actors cast in those roles. You know, back in the mid nineties, mid to late nineties, sure, Carrie Elwes as uh, Aquaman would have been kind of badass. Uh, Ron Perlman as Deathstroke, yes, please, sure. absolutely. Uh, he did it on. Teen Titans. Oh, did he? Not Teen Titans Go. The, Teen Titans, the, I believe. The more mature, dark one? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. The first one, yep. As Slade. You know, gushing with love. Nathan Fillion as Hal Jordan, Green Lantern. <laughs> he finally got to play Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. But I don't want to... Uh, let's 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 hold off on that until we get into it. Um, mm-hmm. I've got some questions about Flash as a character, but but they'll fit into the movie, so I'll hold them until we get there. I um, am hoping I can answer them all because Flash is kind of a secondary character to me. Uh, I mean, I, I did enjoy when it would be Flash and Green Lantern together because what did it become? A buddy cop. Yeah. Because yeah. Flash is a cop. He is a forensic scientist. Yep. And 
Green Lantern's a space cop. <laughs> like, that's his, <laughs> this is his job. So it was buddy cop stuff. It was always so fun. So before we get into the movie, yeah. a couple things about Mr. Kevin Conroy. Yes. Uh, he went to Juilliard on a full scholarship. Goddamn right he did. Yep. Do you know who his roommate was? Oh, I feel like I've heard this at one point. I'm not going to remember it, but when you say it, I'm going to go, oh, yeah. Well, he's someone that we have talked about with other Batman movies. He was almost the Riddler. He was almost the Joker. He is also not with us anymore. That would be one Mr. Robin Williams. Oh, no kidding. Okay, so I know that Robin Williams and Christopher Reeve became lifelong friends from Juilliard. At the same time. So pretty much. So Batman and Superman went to school together. Come on. Yes. Oh, <laughs> 100% awesome. with the genie. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's and awesome. you know who was also in their uh, group? Because Juilliard is split up into you're in different like acting troops throughout yep. the whole time you're there. Another actor who has uh, appeared on this podcast is Beast, Mr. Kelsey Grammer. No kidding. Huh. So Beast, Superman, Batman, and the genie. Probably all hung out at some point. I mean, <laughs> if we're if we're being honest, it was the seventies. They probably smoked some dope together. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that Kevin Conroy did a little bit of TV, like in the sixties. A, a was a uh, was a theater opera. actor. Then did soap operas. That's how I believe. That's how Andrea Romano discovered him. No kidding. Same same thing with Arlene Sorkin, who was the original voice of Harley Quinn. Okay, she was on something. Dressed as a Harley Quinn, doing the voice, and uh, it was either Andrea Romano or Bruce Tim, or maybe both of them were watching it together. And went, my God, that's our Harley Quinn. So I'm looking here. So looks like 1980 and 81. He's on Another World he, for mm-hmm. 17 episodes. Little one off. Yeah, it's like the bad boy in town. 84 to 85. Yeah. He's on Search for Tomorrow as Chase Kendall for 79 episodes. Wow. And then, Good job, Kevin. Yeah. Dynasty, he's on for eight episodes. O'Hara in 87, 11 episodes. Tour of Duty, 12 episodes. But lots of like one offs, you know, now, onesies. You've twosies. only probably seen pictures of Kevin later in life. Have you ever seen yes. a young Kevin Conroy? No, but I'm going to go look for that right now. You should look at that because you're going to go, oh, that's why he was on those because he was a very, I mean, he was an unattractive older man, but he was a very handsome young man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, I will say this. I did not know he was gay until he passed and they talked about his husband. It came out when he was doing press for Killing Joke originally, but kind of got lost in the other controversy of Killing Joke. Sure, sure. Um, Which, if you have any questions on that, go find our episode in our back catalog. We talk about that, and surprise, surprise, gush over Kevin Conroy then, too. Two other things. He was a real-life Batman at one point at a very dark time in our country's history. September 11th attacks, Conroy participated in uh, relief efforts by volunteering to cook for police officers and firefighters. Yes. Uh, While he was doing so, someone recognized him, recognized his speaking voice, and was asked to, called out from the kitchen to the dining area to do his, quote, Batman voice. <laughs> of course he did. Well, wait. He prompted because somebody said, hey, we got Batman back here. And the response yes. from New York City, fuck you. That's not Batman. We don't have Batman. That's bullshit. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's the part I missed that they didn't believe it. Right. <laughs> uh, and he, of course, said his iconic line. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. And it was, le- uh, and then it was, um, 
a huge cheers and applause from the emergency personnel to which Conroy has confessed being humbled and deeply flattered by the reaction. That's awesome. Lastly, do you know there's an episode of Batman the Animated Series? It is the poster that is back over here. Okay. Um, I can't but I've see had it. my stuff. Yeah. I've got my stuff blurred out. It is Beware the Great Ghost, where Batman meets his childhood TV idol. Oh, I, you, an actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Voiced by. It's got to be Adam West. It's 100% Adam yes. West. It's a fucking phenomenal episode. I. Highly recommend seeking it out. I think I think you told that story, Mask of the Phantasm. That sounds sure. familiar. Yeah, yeah. But there's a new layer that I found doing research for this. Yep. He had a very special connection to Batman because growing up a gay boy in the 60s and 70s, he was able to uh, adapt and conceal parts of himself, much like Batman, learning it from watching Adam West. Wow. And uh, putting parts of himself in a separate box and locking it away like many gay men had to do in the 60s and 70s holy cow well i I mean again i i didn't understand when we first started really talking about what turned into this podcast uh you said Mm -hmm. kevin camaray and i didn't understand i was like what and and to be fair christian watched the animated series like a, a little bit sporadically it was more about the toys uh so I'd sure, heard sure, it, sure. but it didn't like I didn't recognize that there was a person, and I never stopped to think about the uh, incredible art he was making. But boy, uh, that is uh, not the case today. He is the motherfucking Batman. He is. He is the goat Batman. Like I said it before, I'll say it again. When I read a Batman comic, if it's not an adaptation of something, when it's when it's like just a Batman comic, yep. I'm reading it in Kevin's voice, and I'm reading it in Mark Hamill's voice. I am doing for the Joker. I do the same thing now, and mm-hmm. uh, that is 100 percent true. So it just makes it more fun instead of just being like, "And then Batman said this, blah 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 blah." You know, like doing the voice in your head makes it uh, more fun. Well, with that, let's uh, go talk about our favorite Batman. Yeah, let's roll that film. Before we get into the actual Wikipedia, I just want to say my first note, this is a sad pylon of sadness prologue. Single mom, her car breaks down. (laughs) That's what my note is. The opening flashback is pretty dark right out of the gate. Yep. You're like, oh, they broke down. But my question is, so they break down and she's looking behind them where they just came. She's like, there's a gas station. Did you not? It's like maybe half a mile away. You didn't clock that when you drove by it? (laughs) She took. I, a, I just wish you'd like. Where's that? I thought I saw. It. Oh, there it is. And maybe put it a little farther away. It was just kind of like. Is Nora dumb? So I have a question for you from that same uh, okay. sequence. Ready now. Full disclosure, as you just pointed out, you are a DC guy, but Flash is not your guy. But you're you're aware of him. I know of him. I know some of his backstory. Let's see if I know what you're going to ask. So the whole motivating impetus for Barry to become a hero. Mm-hmm. feels a little derivative of Batman for me. Not as dark, but like, doesn't he kind of occupy the same space? What What do you think about that? So, yes, but he didn't get his powers until, like we see in the movie, struck by lightning, chemicals fall on him. Yep. He taps into the speed force. So he went a different path than Batman. When his mother was murdered, he became a forensic psych... Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Scientist. Scientist, thank you. You're welcome. So, because there was like, depending on your origin of the Flash, more modern, including the uh, Grant Gustin show, he sees two 
sets of lightning or red and a yellow, which is flash and reverse flash, Professor Zoom, whatever the fuck they want to call them that week. Um, that, fighting each other. That's a question I have later because they were <laughs> okay. We'll get to that Zoom. too. Yeah, uh, I might not be able to answer that as well, but okay. yeah. So he becomes a scientist. He's working late at night in the lab, and he gets struck by lightning. He discovers he has powers. He's like, I can do good with this also. So he did. He kind of went the way of Batman. If Batman was more, if Bruce was more mentally stable. Okay, I'd say. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> really, really kind of fucked up in this prologue. When Barry's just standing there and his mother's dead, and then obviously there's a passage of time. And I'm like, no one moved this kid. He's just still <laughs> standing there. Just be like, oh, there's my dead mom. Like, oh. Holy shit. <laughs> Central City Police, get on it. Ouch. <laughs> oh, it is, that, is, that is a rough one. Okay, so while visiting his mother's grave, Barry Allen... Oh, May I say, before we get any farther, just to get it out of the way, oh, we've yeah. talked about in animation, uh, lip flaps. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I thought you were going somewhere bother. else. Yeah. These lip flaps are horrendous. They make no sense. Pretty much Thomas Wayne's are just, and then it, it eventually catches up once in a while. It really drove me nuts. And the animation style for this movie is a little weird. I think they kind of knew they were getting away from this because this movie with what happens at the end moves us into Justice League War and all the new 52 era of movies and it uh, the animation style gets much better. Okay. So Barry's at his mother's grave. Uh, he's um, you know, known as a Flash. I don't know who wrote this Wikipedia thing, but of course everyone who's here should know that. Is alerted to a break-in. Um, if this kind of suit-up doesn't happen in... Uh, Ezra Miller's Flash or uh-huh. in a future Flash movie, I'm going to be sad. It's the coolest thing. Yeah, it is pretty good. Opens the ring. It flaps on didn't him. We, didn't Boom. we get that in the Snyder Cut in that extended scene in the beginning with the pet shop and the Flash? I feel like, didn't we see him? We ne- we never have seen hit pop out of the ring. The oh, ring hasn't oh. been introduced yet because the ring, I believe, comes from Eobard Thawne, who is Professor Zoom's 25th century future. And Flash just takes it and was able to put his own in there. If I remember correctly, I may be wrong on that. And if I am, oh, well. At the Flash Museum, we have Captain Cold. Everyone knows Captain Cold if you uh, follow DC. Captain Boomerang, we have reviewed him on this podcast. Heat Wave, a little lesser known, played by, um, oh, shit, from Prison Break and from Blade 3. Dominic, not in this, not in this, on the live-action oh, Legends oh, of Tomorrow. Okay, okay, okay. They got the two guys from Prison Break to play oh. characters in Flash. Oh, that's cool. It was super fun. Uh, Mirror Master, who I just, I don't understand him, but not as much as I don't understand the final villain in this thing, Top. Gay! So your, su- <laughs> yeah. so your superpower is throwing tops. Well, doesn't he also spin? Oh, sure. Uh, he's a Tasmanian devil? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I say gay. The glasses are going on, folks. <laughs> the, I, I say gay. If you were writing ambiguously gay duo, mm-hmm. you could drop his introduction line. Well, Flash, once again, it looks like you're the bottom and I'm the top. Okay. All oh, right. Calm down. You don't think the writers knew what they were doing? <laughs> oh, how Come on. They? 
it is up there with Frozen's Why Have a Ballroom with No Balls. Like, come on. <laughs> right. He's fighting each one of them. Captain Cole freezes one of his feet. And then he's covered in goop from top. Gross. One of his foots. One of his foots. <laughs> so continuity in movies drives me nuts, as we have discovered oh oh does it throughout the spot (laughs) even more in animation because what disappears from flash's leg when we get a full shot of the museum with him gooped up the goddamn ice around his foot (laughs) it's just gone i'm like i noticed the first time i watched it i've probably watched this three or four times i'm like right yeah going to a lot of trouble to steal my old junk aren't you he's defeated the rogues but he discovers that they have been hired by his arch enemy who hired you No offense, none of you clowns are smart enough to pull this off. You're quite right, of course, Flash. I knew using these morons would put you off your guard. Professor Zoom. Okay, so, and I think you just explained it. He shows up, I'm like, oh, that's reverse Flash, right? But then he calls him Zoom, and I see in the the synopsis here, Professor Zoom, is it it interchangeable? Two different people. Then, okay. I believe so. Wait a minute. Hang on. Let me look up Reverse Flash. I believe Reverse Flash is not Eobard Thawn. Okay. It's a name used by several supervillains. Okay. Eobard Thawn is one of them. Hunter Zolomon, Thaddeus Thawn, Daniel West. Yeah. Hunter Zolomon is the one that I always think about. As, okay. Yes. Played by Tom Cavanaugh in uh, the Flash TV series. Yep. Oh, and uh, Colin's uh, friend, Matt Letcher, who was on something that we both watched. Mm. What the fuck was he on? No, he was on Narcos Mexico. You didn't watch Narcos Mexico, did you? Uh, I started it. It did not grab me. Uh, He definitely looks familiar. I don't think it was from that, but I've definitely seen him in something. Yeah, he was. He it's it's a long, complicated story of why it's two people playing the same character on the Flash. Um, Okay, we're not going to get into that. It's who, whatever they want to call him. Like sometimes he's just Zoom, and in fact, on Flash, it was Zoom, and it was this all black. Blue Lightning um, guy, voiced by Tony Todd. So uh, if you say Flash, Flash, Flash three times in the mirror, does Reverse Flash appear? With Covered in Bees. Covered in Bees. The Bees. Okay. All right. Well, that's just weird. I didn't get that. And Professor Zoom is a dumb name for a speedster, but, you know, I'll acknowledge Marvel has Pace Pot Pete. So Professor Zoom, Reverse Flash, whichever one it is, Professor Zoom is from the 25th century. Mm-hmm. And he artificially makes the Flash formula. He doesn't get lightning and chemicals. He makes it himself. That's one, And he's a little faster than Flash, but he's also, as we find out in this movie, a little cockier than Flash. Huh. Did you see who voiced Professor Zoom? Yeah, C. Thomas Howell. Soul Man himself. You know, I literally just saw that pop up on my Google feed a day or two ago, and it was something like the movie that has aged worse than any other movie i'm like oh that's a that's definitely a contender literally stopped his movie career in its tracks (laughs) like it came out at just the wrong time for us to be like well i mean we should have been doing it years before but yeah when everyone went hey blackface is kind of fucked up (laughs) (laughs) yeah a little bit yep uh with the help of the justice league including a very tiny headed superman (laughs) it's so weird i'm like what are we why is it just because he said this opening thing? Like, well, we don't need to make his proportions look normal. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, Barry Foyle Zoom's plot. I love this because in this we also get Kevin uh, Conroy coming in yep. with, a, with a snarky little line. If it means shattering your golden throne in history, linking your name forever to this city's darkest hour, 
then my life is a small price to pay. I agree. Your lives aren't worth much. I love the way they diffuse all these. But so what's yeah. not in here, the Zoom puts bombs on all of the rogues gallery that's there. Plus the Flash. Plus the Flash. Uh, Flash links them together th- with the goop. So Zoom and, and Flash are together. Batman's got Mirror Master with Green Lantern. Superman has... Captain Cold. Captain Cold. Boomerang is... Uh, I think Wonder Woman what or Heat Wave. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you're right. Uh, the cool part is the cool part is the split. You're you're 100 correct. The split and how each one of them uses their powers to their advantage. Like obviously, let's get out of the way. Batman's just smart and is able to defuse oh, the bomb. Although he points out it's future tech, difficult to disarm without setting them off, even for me. So. Basically, he'll he'll try one, but only after he's up in the outer atmosphere in a force bubble. Um, and if it explodes, right. it only kills him and the bad guy. It <laughs> doesn't even kill uh, Hal. Right, um, right. Hal's fine. Uh, I love Superman. So he just holds it around his hands like... Waiting is the worst part. Aquaman, you know, dumps his guy in the water and has... 80,000 microbes eating the wiring. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, you're right. The Superman is the payoff. And the best is he's the last one, and everybody has this kind of elaborate power base to how they're going to do it. And, and Superman just, like, claps, you know, holds it, holds the the bomb in both hands, and he has time to say, waiting's the worst. Uh, waiting's the hardest <laughs> part, right? <laughs> yeah. Sam Daly's doing a really good job uh, following in his father's footsteps yeah. here, for sure. Yeah, agree. You may have minimized the destruction, but the final bomb will still turn this monument to your ego into your own tomb. They foil Zoom's plot, but Zoom taunts him over the death of his mother. He doesn't outrightly say his mother, but yes. You know, what I really love about uh, this opening is the the sense of camaraderie really comes through. Yeah. Especially Barry and Hal. And you you said it earlier, you like those episodes. I see what you mean. I had a note for that. Um, his relationship with, with Hal is is wonderful. And also, when you got Nathan Fillion, I mean, <laughs> you're just going to be charmed to no end. That's right. That's right. Barry departs when we get our title sequence. And then... The next day, Barry discovers that the world has radically changed. His powers are gone. His mother is alive. You know, as dark as that opening flashback was... The reunion with his, you know, living mother is the opposite end. It is so sweet. And again, yeah, both an animated movie. I'm always struck by this. Whatever the last animated one we did was, you know, I think I similarly was struck by their ability to really evoke a real emotion. Was it the Iron Giant? No, no. It was much later <laughs> than that. But I mean, that wouldn't be a bad one. But I remember having that note, thinking, "Boy, it's not easy to do." Maybe it was Secret of Nim. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. That was the last animated movie that we did, right? I yeah. think so. But yeah, I mean, it, really, that's that was really, really sweet. Yeah. So the guy who does the voice of Flash in this and the guy who is Thomas Wayne are both Grey's Anatomy actors. And I've never watched Grey's Anatomy, but I know you've probably yeah. sat through an episode or two with uh, Aubrey watching all of them. Via osmosis, yeah. So Justin Chambers voices Flash. And I think he is the long-running Flash, right? Like, they'll occasionally... Swap out voice actors in the animated stuff, right? Does he continue? I know Neil Patrick Harris did it for a new frontier. Uh, let's see. I feel like 
actor. Was he in Justice League War? Oh, God, he was in a movie, uh, one of the only movies I've ever walked out on. Oh. The Musketeer. Oof. Oh, you know what? I take I take it back. This might have been the only thing he did. Yeah, this is his because, only appearance as The Flash. Oh, for some reason I thought he was a long running. Yeah, who does it later? Well, in uh, Justice League War, uh, Shazam is voiced by Sean Astin. Okay. Christopher Gorman does The Flash. Hmm. He was in, he is the Lincoln lawyer now. Um, okay. He was in Ugly Betty. He's Yeah, he's been in some stuff, but he does it all the way till they close the loop on this animated universe with Justice League Dark Apocalypse War last year. Got it. Oh, wait. Did you say Sean Astin? Yeah, Sean is, Astin's isn't Shazam. Isn't he Shazam? Oh, Shazam. Right, right, right. Chris, oh, yeah. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Superman in that one is Mr. Alan Tudyk. Oh, no way. Yeah, he's pretty uh, good. Another, it, another Juilliard graduate. Yep. Seek out the behind the scenes of Moana where he is doing the hey, hey, because uh, he is hey, hey, and he's going, bah, 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 and he looks <laughs> dead into the camera and goes, graduated from Juilliard, turns back to the microphone, <laughs> like, <laughs> money, but you're making so much fucking money to make chicken noises right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's good work if you can get it. Mm hmm. All right, so the uh, in addition to his mother being alive, uh, his wife, Iris, is married to someone else, and the Justice League does not exist. Seeing Batman with guns was unnerving. So the design of Flashpoint Batman is just the only way to describe it. Thomas sure. Wayne, spoilers yep. for like five minutes from now, <laughs> is very similar when, when Bruce died in the comics during Infinite Crisis, one of their... I don't know. One of their crises. Infinite but crossover DC has a lot of, cr- of multiple Earths. Yeah. yeah. He got hit with Darkseid's Omega Beams, but actually it was just set into the past. But I don't understand why he his skeleton was there. And also, dur- it was he was dead during that, during Darkest Night. They actually resurrected his body because you're, the you're, Black Lanterns are just zombies. You're, you're benching one of the big three? Yeah. Oh, it was crazy. But Battle for the Cowl, um, it went down to... Uh, Dick Grayson taking over the mantle, but Jason Todd and somebody else was a third person. And Jason Todd pretty much wore the Thomas Wayne type thing, even with the points on the cowl or the cape here. Yep. But had like a hockey mask rebreather over his mouth here. (laughs) Yeah. It was very strange. And also it was like four issues. And I finished the four issues and like, this could have been like one issue. You drug this story out way too fucking long, DC. Uh, but yeah, his design is very strange. Um, the only, this is one of the only times I'm okay with Batman using a gun because of the gun that he's using. Do you what, not understand what the gun is? Is it, is it the gun that Joe Chill? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I so I'm like, okay, sure. Um, yeah, you, it, I mean, it's unnerving, but again, it's supposed to be right. Like if if you don't, sure, if you you're don't supposed pick to up feel on, fair. This is a dark future, a dark alternate future. This movie does a great job of being like, you're going to be as unnerved and unsettled and not understanding what's happening as Flash. We are thrown into this. We meet a big, giant, hulking, gun-toting Batman, Yo-Yo, who is supposed to be like Harley Quinn. Yep. Dear internet, this Batman does kill, much like every other cinematic Batman. That's right. We didn't mention it at the the top, but um, it's a PG-13 movie. And it pushes that PG-13 to the limit. It does. There is one specific moment where I feel like they pulled back. Yep. Uh, Billy. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I bet you they animated it and... And they're like, too much. The MPA was like, yeah, you're going to get an R if you leave that in the movie. Would this... this you know, I'll bet I mean, you they, this, they submitted no, it. They could have released this unrated because it's directed video. They didn't have to get a rating on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder how that works. All right. They submit it to the MPA. It gets a rating, and they release it. That's how it works. Oh, I, I guess that comes before any potential theatrical release, so they don't have to say this is going direct to video. Yeah, they just want to put a rating on it. But I think they knew this was going to be direct to video. Got it. Aquaman and his Atlantean forces have sunk most of Europe, while Wonder Woman has led the Amazons in conquering Great Britain. And both forces are now at war after an attempted alliance between them resulted in Wonder Woman murdering Aquaman's wife, Mira. I mean, Mira just had a bad day. I mean, her dog stepped on a bee. Her husband's cheating on her. She gets beheaded. Yeah. Yeah. Arthur Curry, kind of a dick in this future. Yeah, I mean, and I just love that they're like, oh, he's bad Aquaman because now he wears black pants instead of green pants. And he has some weird little thing over his nose. I'm like, give him an eye patch. Give him, fuck him up a little more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to think of a, a Deadpool brown pants joke, but yeah, yep. Um, now We don't know what color uh, Atlantean pee is. It may be black like squids. That's entirely possible. You're you're, exactly you're telling right. me an Atlantean didn't copulate with a squid at some point? Come on. Uh, I think that's a spoiler for The Boys Season 3. <laughs> no, he likes octopi. That's not... right. That's right. Oh, God, I love that show. Oh, excuse me, octopus. It is octopus, not octopi. Not octopi. Yeah. Uh, God, I love, I love that show. Can't wait for Season 4. All right, so Cyborg has assembled a team. Uh, did we catch who the voice of Cyborg is? Yes. Michael fucking B. Jordan. Aubrey was doing, as she periodically, well, we, I think we all do nowadays. She'll find an old series on one of the streaming services and then binge it. So sure, sure. the last one she did was Friday Night Lights. Oh, yeah, and he was on that. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was his breakout, right? I think that was his breakout. But there's a lot of young actors that that was their breakout. Like, I did not, if you if you look at who was on that, it's pretty impressive. I'm doing Modern Family right now. Oh. Did you watch that? I watched it sporadically, but every time I watched it, I loved it. So Cam mm-hmm. is now the coach of the football team. Yes. And his star quarterback, a very young Winston Duke. Wait. Mbaku? <laughs> Mbaku? Come on. And it took me like two. I'm like, oh, this guy's really good. And all of a sudden, he turned a certain way. I'm like... They're fucking Mbaku. <laughs> it's Mbaku. I looked it up. I'm like, holy shit, it's Mbaku. That's amazing. Clean shaven, probably 20 to 35 pounds lighter in muscle, but sure. still a, just a big guy. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, holy shit, Mbaku. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's so funny. They go through him real quick. Uh, okay. Enchantress's design, super fucking dumb. <laughs> I don't even think she she's stuck out for me. She's she's the very first one at the end of the line of the hologram. She says nothing the entire movie, and she's wearing a, a witch's hat. I'm like, hang on, guys. Wait a minute. <laughs> she should not have a goddamn witch's hat on. <laughs> oh, Lord. Cyborg has assembled this team to eliminate both parties and approaches Batman to join them. But his refusal land, leads the government to scrap the plan and instead recruit pilot Hal Jordan to fly an alien spacecraft to bomb the Atlanteans. All right. So two things. Um <laughs> This was a thing DC did more than Marvel has ever done. Having the goddamn president of the United States be Barack Obama because <laughs> Barack Obama was the actual president at the time. Sure. 2013, yep. Great, good support. But then it turns him into this horrible human being because he allows the government to go after the metas. And you're just like, 
I don't know if I don't know if actual Barack Obama would do that. So technically, he never calls him President Obama. He refers but to the he, president. He is animated, and he he, uh, he kind of you know uh, cyborg. You've got to you got to take care of it. You know, I'm like it's fucking Barack Obama. The amazing Kevin Michael Richardson uh, voicing the president, right? Oh shit! Is it really? Yeah. Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love Kevin. I, my favorite Kevin Michael Richardson is, of course, Lilo and Stitch. Which uh, which one is he? The government agent? No. Uh, no. 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 That's no. That's um, gonna get medieval on his ass. Ving Rhames. Ving Rhames. Oh, I love me some. <laughs> yes, Ving Cobra Rames. Bubbles. Yes, Cobra Bubbles. <laughs> what is his name? Um, I can't I think of either one of their names. I'm looking the, it up right now. Boy, holy shit, he's got a lot of credit voice. Uh, hang on. Let's see who gets there first, because I'm just looking at voice in World of Warcraft. Gromish. Gantu. Gantu. Yep. He's yep. a giant, like shark-looking rhinoceros. Yes, thing. That, yes. 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 Yeah. Oh my God. What? I think he's taking the lead. Look at how many voice. Uh, look at how many actor credits. All right, hang on. Kevin Michael Richardson has on IMDb. Oh shit, he's in Boss Baby. Holy shit! So it loaded it. It was like two hundred and sixty. I'm like, I don't know, four four hundred nineteen. Oh, five hundred and eighty one. That Fuck. that takes a cake. We had somebody I think that had three hundred, and it was within the last season or so. But well, holy look, shit, Kevin Michael Richardson fucking works, and it it shows. I just want to because the only other one I could think that might be up there. Oh Jesus! Even the great Tara Strong is. <laughs> I say only. You want to take a guess? Uh, three hundred eighty six. No, six thirty six. <laughs> Wait, six thirty six. Yeah. Oh, she she has the lead then. Michael no, Rich- he's 800 and... No, 581. Oh, Your yeah, she wins. is fucking with you. Yeah, yeah, she wins. Yes, yes. As well she should because right. she's fucking Tara Strong. That's right. Move it along, guys. General Lane, voiced by the <laughs> wonderful Danny Houston. Boy, he really is obsessed with making su- superheroes shut up, isn't he? Holy crap. I was hoping this would shut you up. I thought the same thing. I'm like, oh, did... did Wait, which one came first? Chicken or the egg time? Oh. Oh, it's got to be... Uh, it it's got to be... X-Men. It can't be Was X-Men. It? Oh, no. X-Men Origins Wolverine 2009. Four years so before... So that's got to be the reason they put it in there. Oh, that's funny. I don't know when they made... You caught that that's supposed to be Lois's father, right? <gasps> no, I totally missed... General it. Lane. Lois Lane. Oh, stealing a note from General Thunderbolt Ross and Betsy Ross? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't know when that was Sorry, added. Betty I don't Ross. think that's that's old school uh, Lois Lane. I I don't even remember it being like Jurgen's era when I was reading Superman during like Doomsday. I don't. I, I might be wrong. It might have totally been there. I'm just not remembering. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because that was thirty years ago. <laughs> Barry does the sensible thing and goes to find his old pal Batman at Wayne Manor, but is attacked by a Batman. Uh, I love the symbolism of, so Bruce channels his pain and anger into something productive. Thomas, there's a reference later in the movie that he's not even a good doctor anymore, right? Like, so I love that Thomas has been broken by this event and dark as it may be, you know, Bruce has, was forged by it. Right. But those are the differences. Right. Right. But that is perfectly summed up as Barry takes, like opens the door down to the Batcave. There's a wine bottle laying sideways on the step and i'm like oh that's that tells me everything i need to know about this batman i and, mm-hmm. and i love those little things where yep that's it that gives you what you need 
that's it right there. What happened to you, Bruce? You were the James Bond of superheroes. What turned you into the Unabomber? Barry realizes uh, that this is not Bruce Wayne, but his father, Thomas. And it's not in the, the description, so I want to put it here. Yeah. Possibly the most badass Batman line of all time is when he keeps mentioning Bruce and he breaks one of his fingers. And he goes, I used to be a doctor. Mention my dead son again, and I will break out my surgical instruments. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. That was You're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Did uh, did we say Jason McKidd is... I don't think we said his name. Yeah, Jason McKidd. I'm sorry, Kevin McKidd. Kevin McKidd. Kevin McKidd. He's okay. He's... Uh, yeah. He, listen. Look, he, we, he is no Kevin Conroy. <laughs> uh, but I don't want to confuse Thomas with Bruce. And again, that whole... Broken versus forged by that event. You know, he's nothing like him. Uh, Kevin McKidd, though, the second Grey's Anatomy actor, as you pointed out. Um, right. But for me, he's always, uh, what the hell was his name, on Rome. Uh, oh, right. That's where, yes, he was. That's, um, that was Lu- Lucius Varenus. I believe his uh, IMDb picture is of Rome. For me, that's the role that I was like, oh my God, this guy's awesome. I mean, I was he was in Train Spotting, which is a wonderful film. Yes. The second Train Spotting, not so much. Yeah. I think I started to watch it. I may have gotten 10 minutes in and I was like, yeah, I'm good. Same. Yep. Yep. Um, it's like, oh, I get it. They're, they're still degenerate pieces of shit. Got it. Now, you know, sneak peeking ahead a little bit to what I can only assume is going to be a train wreck uh, when the Flash's movie comes out. It's Flashpoint Paradox, right? That is the story. This is, yeah, this is the other reason this is good for us to do. It'll get everybody kind of ready for Flashpoint. Like this, and this will now be, that will be the third time they have done Flashpoint in media because they did it on the flash. The TV uh, show. Isn't there also a just, there's a episode of Justice League, this series that I think. Where he does something very similar. Uh, yeah. 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 But that was pre actual Flashpoint being written. Got it. Flashpoint was just 2008? Uh, 2011. Oh, Jesus. Even, God damn it. Oh, yeah. So only two years after that. Holy cow. Yeah. Because New 52 only lasted like two and a half years because, again, DC had the best intentions, but, and I think it's maybe because. Flash picked and choose what stuff to uh, yeah. for the end. Instead of him just running and creating new Fifty Two, he actually like is like, no, no, no well, I want to fix this. Oh, I want to do this differently, and it's, it kind of works. But then like Bruce has only been Batman for three years, but has all of the Robins. And you're like, so he's just bad at sidekick. Yeah, yeah. I, the fuck. You know, Marvel did that if, uh, right around that same time. Maybe actually maybe earlier. But when they did the not the Ultimates, but the other one where. Right, where Professor X and Franklin Richards, like the the whole like it takes a bunch of heroes out, heroes reborn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That whole saga, uh, and they did the same thing. Like they tried to compress decades like, of history into like four episodes. It was was that canonical though, or was that was that like a one off? Yeah, like no, New Fifty Two was, was supposed to restart everything in DC, and then they had to literally abandon it and do rebirth to be like, just kidding, uh, <laughs> this doesn't work for anyone. Yeah, no, it it was not a. Re- it, it actually took, if I remember correctly, so so it's ninety six and ninety seven crossover story arc. They took a number of heroes like out of the universe, and I think if I if I understand it correctly, I wasn't reading comics at the time, but I believe so. They're fighting onslaught, right? Which is this yeah. 
the being that's made up of like Professor X repressed rage and Magneto's powers or something. Um, and it, I, for it just the listeners at home, I just rolled the, my eyes yeah, all the way into the back <laughs> you of my sure head. Did. So it plucks out of the regular universe. It plucks like the Fantastic Four, the Avengers, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, uh, and they're in this like pocket universe. It, and they did the same thing where, like, three issues in, they've introduced characters that, you know, appeared over the course of decades. And it's like, well, what are we doing here? They ended up basically wiping all that away with the, uh, I think, the Heroes Reborn was where they basically all popped back into the universe. It, it's it's the reason why I don't read the big two publishers anymore because I think they're yeah. just bankrupt of uh, interesting story ideas. You got to go to uh, the, except for, the uh, independent uh, ones. While we're while we're talking about Batman here, yeah. uh, Batman White Knight, I cannot recommend enough. Really? Yeah, it's really and, good. And it's what really, new really aspect of the character does that explore? Well, if I told you, it would spoil the whole goddamn oh. thing. Oh, okay, never mind then. Never mind. <laughs> but I'm recommending this, and the main villain in it is the Joker. So that should tell you. Oh, how you good hate, it is. You hate the Joker as a villain. I'm not wild about it. I don't hate him. I you just wish him. he wasn't the fucking only one we ever talk about when it comes to Batman. Combat, exploration, and roleplay. These are known as the three pillars of play that make every game of Dungeons & Dragons exciting, tense, and rewarding. But we believe there's another pillar to the world's greatest role-playing game, and that fourth pillar is creation. Are you a dungeon master who has always wanted to create your own monsters, execute your own adventures, design your own challenges, spells, classes, and lineages? That is what we here at the Fourth Pillar of Play, a Night Shift radio production, are doing. Learning game design by designing games. We are not professionals. We are enthusiastic amateurs, just like many of you. So join us as we review and discuss information by professional game designers and put theory into practice by creating new worlds, new monsters, and new opportunities for heroic players. I'm Josh. And I'm Talon. Join us at the fourth pillar of play, available wherever you download your podcasts or visit us at www.fourthpillarofplay.com. And we look forward to creating with you. Commander. Where are we? We seem to be stuck in an alternate dimension. And you're no longer a captain, you're a commander. Commander. Dear God, are you a lieutenant? And why are you talking like that? Oh no, I don't I don't know why I'm talking like that. But no, I seem uh, to have no rank! Only the title of Doctor? I don't think there are admirals either. Captain! I mean Commander, I mean. Look, Casey, we are getting a message. It seems we have been tasked with reviewing a historical document entitled Galaxy Quest? Then there's no moment to spare. Engage! I I, I don't think um, Night Shift Radio Legal has cleared usage of engage, so you might want to just dial that back there. All right. Well, then, I guess it's up to us to say, join us over on the Where No Mom Has Gone Before podcast as we review 1999's Galaxy Quest. Never give up. Never surrender. Mom! Attempting to explain things to the elder Wayne, uh, ageism, <laughs> Barry retrieves his costume from his ring, but Professor Zoom's costume appears. <gasps> what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> causing Barry to believe 
Zoom is responsible for the timeline. That's some real good uh, forensic work there, Barry. Oh, yeah. Tim's costume's in here. Maybe it's Zoom. Nope, it's Mirror Master. Are you the world's <laughs> greatest detective? Yeah. Uh, Barry convinces Batman to help, and Batman helps him recreate the accident that gave him powers. I love that that Thomas just has the chemicals. Yeah, of course around. he does. Like, oh, oh, you need that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, um, I have uh, it because reasons. <laughs> I snort it at night to get myself to sleep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Barry is severely burned, which again, just uh, he's got. I love that when he wakes up, when we get to it, but I want to say it here. Um, I love that when he wakes up, you have third degree burns over what percentage of your body? That's always the way it is. You have this many burns over this much of your body. That's like <laughs> script writing 101. If someone gets burned, you have to say how severe <laughs> and, and how much? what percentage. Dark man. <laughs> Dark man is the one that makes me think of that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You're right. That is definitely a trope. You're right. <laughs> but I wanted to be like, you have third degree burns. And for, for Bear to be like, but how much of my body? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, only 10%. Oh, 1%? I can live with that. Yeah, I can live with that. Were you getting some, I was getting some real Hill Valley clock tower vibes from the whole setup. Oh, he's a casino owner. Sure. Yeah. It's no, definitely... no, no. I mean, like where he's hooked into the. Lightning oh, rod. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the yeah. front of the yeah. Wayne Manor. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I thought you yeah. meant the the fact that like you know oh that the, yeah, he's a yeah. casino he's, owner in this he's future Biff. yeah exactly yeah he's Donald uh, Trump he's not oh now I that, have to hate him great that's no that's that's Zemeckis <gasps> and Bob Gale they're like no 1985 oh, alternate I'm sorry, future you're talking, Biff about, you're talking about Back to the Future I thought you were talking about in this cartoon is, Got it. is supposed to be Donald Trump. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Because yeah. they knew back then Donald Trump was a giant piece of shit. <laughs> I will confess, I used to enjoy him when he would uh, call into the Howard Stern show. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed him as sideshow entertainment. Never imagined yep. he'd be uh, a president. Danny and I 100% watched The Apprentice for like three years. Yeah, oh, us, us too. It was, us too, yeah. It was just stupid. You're just like, this guy's such a fucking idiot. Yeah, agree. Oh, Lord. And, okay. and when he first started running for president, we're like, oh, it's stupid Donald That'll Trump. That'll never happen. And, and then, oh, boy. All right. Well, let's uh, <clears throat> keep our listeners. All right. So in London, yeah. Steve, Steve Trevor attempts to extricate... Oh, I'm sorry. I had a note. Um, oh, sure. So first time I watched this, I had a uh, thought here. When Steve Trevor comes around the corner at first, who did you think it was? Did you I, think it was Steve? I thought it was Green Arrow. Oh, I thought it was Slade. Oh, okay. I would accept that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, oh, it's Slade. And then he's like, I'm Captain Trevor. I'm like, what? Isn't Captain <laughs> Trevor, isn't in the in the comics, is he a modern character or is he a World War One era uh, yes. Got it. Okay. Well, it's World War II in the or, comics. They oh, moved it World to War one because so of Cap- literally up. because of Captain America, sure. the first Avenger. That's like, smart. It's uh, too many similarities. Too many similarities. Well, listen, I'm okay with the chain. Well, sorry. Never mind. Nope. Not going to say that because that's too, too, too soon. Trevor's trying to get Lois out, but he is discovered by the Amazons and killed. Specifically killed by Wonder Woman, which yes. made it. Extra dark. Yes. This is um, the Injustice Woman, Wonder Woman, right? Basically. I'm not super familiar with Injustice, but this is, I mean, this is what happens in Flashpoint. Like, everything yeah. that happens here happens in Flashpoint. Yeah. She kills Mara. They have an affair. You know, it's it's all right there. Got the it. Amazon that talks about Cyborg yeah. is voiced by... Cyborg is amassing the outside world's superhumans in an attempt to interfere with our war. Andrea Romano. 
Oh, I did see that. I did see that as I was As, as I was soon as she through. started talking, I'm like, I know what she sounds like now. That's got to be. And I looked at him like, yep, that's her. <laughs> yeah, she does a couple different voices, but one of them, it says Amazon. I'm like, that's got to be her because she was on a couple podcasts, like as she was doing her farewell tour before she retired. Yeah. I believe she. Uh, one of them was um, Kevin Smith's podcast. Oh, really? No kidding. Um, so it was a long one. So I know I know what she sounds like now. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. So Trevor is killed. The Amazons hunt down Lane, but she is rescued by the local resistance. Including? My favorite, Etrigan the demon. To my share of chaos, I make my claim. And Etrigan is my name. Oh, great. He rhymes. That's not going to get old fast. I fucking love Etrigan so much. Yeah, because he, he would show up and just be this. He does he, appear in an episode of Justice League, maybe. Jason sure. Blood, Jason Blood, the Demon. Uh, even Christian at one point, even Christian knew the uh, the chant that he does. Right. Change, change the form of man. Rise the demon Etrigan, or gone, gone the force of man. Yeah, there's de- there's there's definitely a a Justice League, or yeah. Yeah, I mean, he. I believe he shows up in Justice League Dark. I was trying to find, there was a great cover done by Norb Brayfogle where it's Batman and it's Etrigan and they're like on like a gothic tower because Batman and Etrigan. Sure. <laughs> it, wouldn't you? I just can't find it. Oh, it looks like somebody drew him with uh, Gotham by Gaslight Batman. Fuck. Oh, okay. I could go down that rabbit hole, but I'm not going to right now. All right, so the episode is season one, episode 20 of Justice League. The episode is A Night of Shadows, and Etrigan shows up in it, voiced by Michael T. Weiss, who looks sure. like he should be a, an actor. He's got a look. He's got 50 actor credits. Yeah. He Was that when Wonder Woman got turned into a pig? But the same episode. I, you know, I do not know. Oh, he voiced the nameless one in Planescape Torment. Interesting. There's also an episode where um, Enchantress or someone helps solve something, and uh, the episode ends with Batman promises to do something that he's never done before. Smile. Uh, no. Even better. Sing. Oh, come on. Because Kevin Conroy can sing, could sing. Oh, and, sure. And we will uh, probably put it at the end of this episode. That's how we'll go out on this episode. Okay. Excellent. All right. So where the fuck were we? Uh, we were. Um, oh, I was going to say. Yeah. So the, the the group that saves Lois. Yes. Do you recognize one of them is not an actual DC character? No. The red masked one? He's from the, he's from the superhero group Wildstorm. Rob Life is that was that Rob Liefeld? Yeah, huh? And Whoa. they got brought into DC. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. They say his name only once in the movie. Huh. Grifter. Drifter. Oh, Drifter. Grift. Dr- uh yes. Yes. I went to look him up. I was like, who the fuck is that? And I think well, it was somebody Grifter. Grifter. That's the fuck who he is. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's kind of got a Jason Todd, Dick Grayson feel to his yeah. uh, way of being. Casey Jones, a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, meanwhile, in the remains of Paris, Deathstroke. His ship? Yes. Is the same name as his daughter, the Ravenger. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Who pretty much dresses like him. <laughs> Awkward. Doesn't he have another kid that 
he's always trying to kill Tara. Oh, Tara. Tara is his mm-hmm. his other right, daughter. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, Deathstroke and Lex Luthor are attacked and killed by Aquaman's forces while tracking the energy trail of Aquaman's new weapon, which is powered by the captive Captain Adam. So uh, his forces, a whole bunch of people we've already seen on this podcast in live action. We got, yep. obviously, we got Aquaman. We got yep. Ocean Master. Yeah. Form. Yep. We've got Black Manta. Voiced by Michael Beach, who played Black Manta's father in Aquaman. Right. That's who does the voice. Yes. Yep. Uh, and both Aqualads. The one from Young Justice and the comic, quote unquote, comic accurate uh, white. Oh, no <laughs> kidding. Aqualad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was one that had like the the water swords. Yes. That's the one from Young Justice. Yes, I thought they were lightsabers. Got it. That's Young Justice. Yeah. So back at the Batcave, after realizing his memories are changing, the re-imprinting of his memories, that was some intense imagery we were getting there. Like, yeah. we get the old, the I love that they use the classic show, um, like 30s Superman rocket coming in. Yeah. Like yeah, the, yeah. I was like, oh, cool. And, but it overshoots like steam Smallville. Trail. Yeah. Yeah, it just takes out a good chunk of Metropolis. Right, right. Uh, yeah. So I, I like that bit as well. Uh, the payoff is 100% the end as Thomas has survived and we see Martha sobbing over Bruce's body and then transitioning to laughter and her coming up with Bruce's blood forming <clears throat> the, the Joker uh, uh, grin is dark and wonderful and just amazing. So I think we mentioned it during Batman V Superman. Yep. But God damn it. I'm mad. This is the part that I'm mad about the Snyder verse not continuing because in the nightmare version or in some version, we could have gotten the Batman Jeffrey Dean Morgan oh. as Batman and Lauren Conrad. Yes. As yes. Joker. And as I'm Joker. just like, why? Wait, no, that would be so good. I know. Yeah, agree. Agree. Listen, you know, fast forward to the end of this. Uh, I want what happens next with the parademons, and I think I know which movie comes next, but I know Justice that I can League. watch it. It's uh, Justice League War. War. Yeah. War, yeah. yeah. I, I, fucking watch Justice League War. You could probably skip and choose, but do like the Justice Leagues and a couple of the Batman. Yeah. ones there's a lot of batman ones and well, then do justice league dark and you you'd have a good time it's a good solid th- animated universe this movie is an hour and 21 minutes with the credits i mean it's it's quick it moves and it's it was a lot of fun to watch so yeah that, i i will be going back to watch war because i've not watched war before so yeah it's I, really I good check that out um yeah so go ahead okay so uh barry asked batman to recreate the accident again <laughs> Good, That's good on you, Barry. Brave man, yeah. Uh, second attempt results in the success, and Barry's powers are restored. But he discovers he cannot travel through time because, well, he doesn't. He thinks it's somebody, but this gives it away that it's Zoom using the Speed Force. When you watch this, did you go, "Oh, it's obviously Zoom"? Uh, no, I just, did not. And actually, okay. I, I did not understand who the speedster was that helped rescue Lois. Ah, yeah, yeah. I got her. I. I've watched this so many times that, like, I know, but sure. I kind of, I, I feel like maybe I didn't get it either. I was like, "Oh, the Flash is here." Oh, wait, wait a minute, hang on, what's that? Yeah, mean? and uh, Grifter says there's no speedster on this team, right? 
Yeah, so, so I was like, okay, well, I guess we'll we'll know later. At first, I thought like maybe it was another version of Barry, like it was like the layered when you've got to jump back in time multiple times. So yeah, mm-hmm. good theory, but wrong. So when his powers are restored and he sees everything in Speed Force time, is what yep. I'm going to call it. Is it less impressive because it's animated? Like the Speed Force time stuff in Zack Snyder's Justice League is yeah. some of the best stuff in the movie. Yeah, yeah. This is kind of like oh, okay. It's animated, yeah. So um, every once in a while, that works. The animation works for amazing moments. I think we talked when we did Return of the Joker. I was struck by how great the action sequences looked in that first fight with the Jokers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those were great. Yeah, Um, but there's definitely times where, yeah, what's a really great idea probably gets less credit than it deserves because it's animated and well, you're just drawing. You can draw whatever you want. So yeah, I think there's something to that idea. So, uh, Barry recruits more allies, beginning with Superman, more like Slender Man. Yeah, right. Uh, This is a very played out uh, trope in DC Comics. Alternate universe, they don't understand Superman, they lock him away. Sure. Um, I mean, I think we've talked about, did you enjoy um, Brightburn? No. Really? (laughs) That was all right. Oh, I loved it. I, I think it's a wonderful like it. horror movie. Oh, my gosh. It's, yeah. Oh, no, I really loved it. So, oh, well, well, we'll do it on this podcast. So I'll, I'll wait till we get there. But there's a moment where I'm like, no, even, even in horror movie, I'm a dumb idiot uh, logic. No, this doesn't <laughs> work for me. Okay. There's a great comic called Batman Holy Terror where we don't win the Revolutionary War. So we are now a Church of England, uh, America. Oh my! Uh, Bruce becomes a priest. All this stuff, and when he finally becomes Batman, he discovers all the metahumans, Arthur, the Flash, uh, Superman, have all been locked away because they are abominations. Arthur has gone insane and just kind of floats in the water. Uh, the Flash tries to free himself by vibrating. Does it too fast? Oh no! He goes to attack a priest after he gets free, and the priest like pushes a button, and he almost like breaks the speed force and he catches on fire. And the last thing he says is Iris before he dies. Oh yeah. And then uh, Superman is uh, being uh, experimented on while hung up in the shape of a crucifix. Oh Lord. Because he is space Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Superman is a prisoner by the U S government after his ship crashed in Metropolis. With the aid of Batman and Cyborg, they liberate Superman, who is empowered by the Earth's yellow sun for the first time and fends off the facility's security, then flies off in fear and confusion. Barry collapses as his memories continue to change. How do they figure out that the yellow sun is the thing that gives him powers? And more importantly, how do they know a red sun is going to stop his powers? Uh, That's awfully fucking convenient. Science? Science. I'd hate to see the trial and error of that. Okay, this is going to work. It's a green sun. Kills all the scientists. It didn't work. There's some horrifying, like, experiments that really, for me, summoned up images of Armageddon. What's the the thing in the comics that kills Superman? Not Armageddon. Uh, Doomsday. Doomsday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that whole, like, taking Zod's body and using that for... You know, well, in the comics, Doomsday is a Kryptonian, an ancient, ancient Kryptonian uh, weapon. Yes, that they realize that they like keep 
regenerating and recloning to become the ultimate fighting machine. He becomes too much of the ultimate fighting machine, tries to kill the ancient Kryptonians, is launched into space, and slowly makes his way to Earth. That's why he hates Superman. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, that was all in Superman Doomsday 2. Yeah, I was, was just going to say, it's not in the original. I've read Doomsday, and there's not much to it. It's almost like it's almost like a Godzilla movie in which Doomsday is an unstoppable force as opposed yeah. to like a, a character. And, uh, you know, it's this inevitable creeping tide of destruction. Did you notice that one of the tubes in the lab was a dog? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So they is that fucking crypto? murdered crypto. Fuck. I did not notice that until this time. And I was like, oh, crypto, no. I did. I, I noticed it as a dog. It didn't make that connection until you said dog. I was like, oh, I know what that is. Yeah. Now, I don't like it. Barry is taken to Billy Batson's home to recuperate and learns that Jordan's attack has failed and that the final battle between the Amazons and Atlanteans has begun. A uh, great death line from Hal. Beware my power, asshole. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, Barry convinces the superheroes to help stop the war, and they depart for Britain aboard Batman's jet. Is the bat plane big enough for all of us? The what? Yeah. Bruce's bat plane was a little more stoic. Your Batman didn't have to ferry high rollers with deep pockets in and out of his casino. That's a great smash cut. Yeah, yeah. Uh, aboard Batman's jet, really Thomas's jet, only to be shot down upon arrival. <laughs> Batson and his siblings combined into Captain Thunder. They want to rethink that name. That's uh, Captain Thunder's not the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not going to be around long. In order to fight Wonder Woman, while Barry, Cyborg, and Batman occupy Aquaman. Mm -hmm. Batman is wounded. Zoom reveals himself and explains that Barry is actually responsible for this alternate timeline. Barry traveled back in time to save his mother, fracturing the fabric of reality. Break the sound barrier and there's a sonic boom. You broke the time barrier, Flash. Time boom. Wonder Woman uses her lasso to force Captain Thunder back into, Billy, into Batson's form and kills him. This is the moment where I think they made that decision that showing the death of a the murder of a kid was of a thirteen year old kid would have been too much. Yeah. Also, why can't the rest of the kids still form Shazam? They're all there and they all form Captain Thunder. Is Billy the key, or or is it you have to have all of them? I don't know. I, I don't know. But they, didn't they should have tried. They should have at least been like, "Well, Billy's dead. Shazam didn't work. Run away." Yeah. Oh, we're part dead. Oh, that could have been awkward. Mm -hmm. um, Superman, uh, I'm not understanding this this sentence. I think we lost something here. Superman some, um, cannot save Cyborg from Aquaman, who then... Hang on. Let me look on actual Wikipedia and see if I, I fucked it up. Yeah. Oh, I'm in Wikipedia as well. Um, nope. It's Wikipedia is fucked up. So um, Cyborg is, is fighting Aquaman. He's uh, on the brink of death as uh, Aquaman has... You know, basically ripped him apart, ripped the covering off of, uh, what's his character's name? Um, Victor. Stone. Victor's uh, beating heart. <laughs> I was like, oh, this has got really dark. Okay, so Superman shows up, right? Uh, he de he <laughs> cuts one of Aquaman's arms off. Nicely cauterizing the wound, no blood. It's heat vision. At first, I was heat like, "Where's the blood?" I'm like, "Oh, it's heat vision." It's heat vision. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's like a lightsaber. Aquaman remotely detonates his Captain Atom powered bomb. Now, when they first showed 
where Captain Adam was and we didn't see who was in there and there was the green glowing. Did you think that was Superman? Uh, no, I mean this, and maybe, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't have enough context. I mean, I've seen, I just, I see a green glow and people are like, he's contained. I'm like, oh, it's Superman. It's fucking Superman. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain Adam is not a character that I have a lot of. I only know him that he is a living nuclear bomb. That's the end. He, He can actually do what he does in this movie if he wanted to. He could set off himself and make himself a nuclear bomb. That uh, kind of reminds me of like Firestorm. Firestorm, yeah, but both created in the eighties when we were really obsessed with nuclear power. Got it. Okay, all right, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, as the explosion tears across the landscape, Zoom mocks Barry, but is killed by Batman. So in the comics, he is stabbed by Batman. Batman, okay. uh, I believe, grabs somebody's sword aquaman's maybe he doesn't he's not carrying his own sword yep and in this he is shot through the head yeah through that i gotta say neither one works for me if he's a speedster he's gonna sense batman coming you want my head cannon it's that he's so distracted in the mockery that he's not paying attention i don't know this is literally the reason he's done all of this right like it's the it is the moment of flash's defeat Flash tries getting the speed up, and he's like, no, as long as I'm siphoning off enough of the speed force, you can't outrun it. It's going to happen. You're going to die. So, so I, like, he's so gloating. That, so he's, like, uh, mentally every, jerking off, and he's not paying attention yeah, oh, to his surroundings. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. I, I do love the transition from, you know, stab, Flash has been stabbed through the thigh. He's been beat the shit kicked out of him. And it, at first he's, like, walking, like, hobbling, and then walking, and then kind of, like, starting to move. And uh, I... Much like the earlier Speed Force, just the visuals of that, it's just a great effect. I love it. It's great, but the problem is we've already reviewed a scene just like that on this podcast. It's literally the same thing that happens in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. A parademon shoots Barry, and Barry's like, oh, there's an explosion happening. And Barry's like, I got to break my one rule. And it's just like, oh, the only difference is this Barry's like, time travel, woohoo. Yeah. They yeah. actually, uh, at post-Flashpoint, where they did a episode where uh, Supergirl, Flash, Martin Stein, uh, Victor Garber, mm-hmm. uh, John Barrowman's character. The the you, did you get to it in um, Arrow? No, Arrow, no. Uh, Tommy's father. I don't think so. And uh, maybe and Jesse L. Martin. Pretty much, they're like, "Hey, have you been on Broadway? Come be in this musical episode." <laughs> um, it's all of them, and at one point, they're the uh, Supergirl and Barry are singing a number. And if you're not there in time, you can just go back in time and give it another shot. I'm actually not supposed to do that anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun episode. The dying Batman urges Barry to run, giving him a letter addressed to his son. Okay, starting to get a little uh, emotional here. Barry races back in time and stops his earlier self, but again fractures time, creating another alternate timeline. So, as I said, uh, I can't remember who. There's someone in the Speed Force with him. It's not Barry stops Barry, like here. He's running through time, and she shows up. She's like, she's almost like the Wave Rider guy. It, okay. You know, she can go through time and space kind of thing, and the two of them recreate the universe with new 52 
But much like at the beginning of this movie, Barry awakens at his desk and finds his reality is apparently back to normal. After spending a moment with Iris at his mother's grave, Barry visits Bruce Wayne, but now both of them are in New 52 gear. The, <laughs> the lines on Flash's suit are what they did for New 52. There's not much you can do to change Batman and not piss sure. off the Batman fans. Yeah. Like, either he's got the yellow behind his symbol or it's just a black symbol on his suit. Yeah, yeah. That's about it. That's what you get. And maybe maybe he can turn his head. And maybe he can turn his head and maybe, like, his cowl is either black or uh, dark blue. <laughs> like, it starts <laughs> dark blue at this and now it's black. Yeah. All right, and here we are, folks. Uh, <clears throat> this is the this is the payoff for the movie, in my opinion. Yep. So Barry gives Bruce the letter from his father, and guys, gals, non-binary pals, this, these two fucking lines yeah. are why Kevin Conroy is the fucking goat Batman. You're one hell of a messenger. Thank you. His thank you is you feel the 16 layers that are going on with that well, thank you. That's so good. First of all, I, I wonder if in the comics you see the whole letter. We get you, the like the last line, something about like what we lost, love always, Thomas Wayne. But the most powerful moment, so my note here is I, I wish that it wasn't an animated feature in this scene because we see we see the... Bruce is holding the letter, and you see Thomas, you know, love always, Thomas Wayne, and you see what are Bruce's tears, like, splash on the bottom of the letter. Yes. I wanted I wanted to see Kevin Conroy perform that. Like, oh. I, they're like... Because he had a... He had a very tumultuous relationship with his father. His father was oh. an alcoholic, attempted suicide when he was in high school, pretty much wrote him off, and then when he was dying, came back and was there oh. for both his mother and father's death. And it's just kind of like... Okay, all right. That's, yep. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I'm looking... All the feels. Yep, I'm looking here. It, it looks like the letter just simply says, love always, your father, Thomas. Yeah. yeah. You do not actually get what the yeah. letter is. And yeah. I'm, I'm looking here, and somebody has taken a shot from Justice League, and it's Batman, and, and it's... Uh, ben Affleck and uh, Ezra Miller, and he is, they are um, they're reading the letter. Yeah. yeah. He, That's a powerful moment. I, I'm only disappointed because there's a lot of, sh yeah, there's show don't tell, right? Like you see the tears <sighs> hit the letter. If they, it wouldn't have made a difference if you'd seen Bruce, you know, Batman cry because again, it's animated, but I would have, I just would have loved to have seen Kevin Conroy be able to perform that scene. It's, it's just so good. And he is, He's so good. No one, no one will ever replace Kevin Conroy's Batman. The guy who actually does it for Justice League War, Jason O'Mara. Yeah, who we like. We've, we've and is good. He's good. Yeah. He's not. He's not great in Justice League War. He sure. gets better as the series goes on. And also, it's just this. It's kind of like um, an elf. You're not Santa. <laughs> Yeah, like, that's right. You're not Kevin Conroy. I, Shut up. I, I just found an 11 minute and 45 second compilation. Batman on the CW, all scenes react. Oh, I don't want a reaction. Fuck that. Um, no. I just need to, I need to go find those scenes with Kevin Conroy's live action Batman. Even if he's evil Batman, I don't care. I got to watch it. All right. <sighs> yeah. 
All right. So after this amazing moment, you're one hell of a messenger. Thank you. Barry runs off. And we get Justice League Flashpoint Paradox again. And movie. movie. But wait. Oh, there, there's more. There's a post credit scene. This isn't an MCU movie. But a boom tube <laughs> appears in space above Earth, and a horde of parademons emerges. I had a question, but we've already answered it. So I will go watch Justice League War, because this movie got me hooked. This is a, this is a You will not have a bad time watching this. This is a good entry into, because this is what this is supposed to do, is like, Okay, now we're going to focus on New 52. Oh, I see. So you're going to get high-collared uh, Superman costume, and Ugh. I don't mind the look of it, but Colin turned me off to it to the fact that it is armor, and why does the Man of Steel need, need armor. Kryptonian armor? Yeah, that's fair. Fair question. Fair question. Oh, so Todd. Casey. That was a movie and a hopefully wonderful ode to... Mr. Kevin Conroy. Agree. Hey, Todd. Hey, Casey. I got a question for you. Shoot. Are you ready for it? I am. Who is your favorite character? Who? Well, listen, not fair because he's only in this movie a little bit. Uh, you're right. What Kevin Conroy does here is amazing. But I think I... Honorable mention Kevin Conroy. Yes. Okay. That's the perfect way to to, to frame it then. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I got to go with... Uh, I think I got to go with Kevin McKidd as Thomas Wayne. Ooh. No, not for me. No. no. Okay. No, it's uh, the the guy who does the Flash. He actually does a pretty good job. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's He's good. He can, you know, it's a lot of pressure there and uh, he delivers. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Casey, what is the best scene? Oh, it's the letter. I mean, it's the fucking letter at the end. We just gushed about it yeah. for like two minutes and yeah. it's 30 seconds. Yeah. The, yes. That's, uh, it is, it is the reason we are doing this movie. Yep. I'm good with that. It is one of the, well, I would say rare occasions, but it's one of those occasions I remember on Kevin Smith's podcast where he describes the scene and just blubbers like a baby. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, and like can't even make it through the thank yous. Like, Thank you. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, what is, uh, if there is, is there anything you would cut? No. Again, it's an hour, no. 21 minutes. It's tight. It moves. At no point was I was like, come on, get to the end. No, it's a good It's a good mm-hmm. movie. No, it's, it's a, it moves at a good clip, 100%. Yep. And then finally, Casey, <clears throat> who is the actor having the most fun? It's Fillion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because he's like, I'm fucking Green Lantern. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Uh, now, Casey, at the beginning of the episode, we did not tell people what the IMDb rating was for this movie. Do you, sure didn't. Do you know or do you want to guess at the IMDb score out of 10? I feel like this is pretty high. This is like in the eights. 8.1. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as I, as I was doing some research, um, IGN, so this was off the Wikipedia page, IGN gave Justice League, the Flashpoint Paradox, 8.5 out of 10 and said it has outdone its source material. And I was like, yeah, I, I haven't read the book. I would. No. But, yeah. boy, this is really good. It's really good. Um, I'm going to put it at an 8.7. This is solid stuff. The, the the animation and the lack of matching up the fucking lip flaps yeah. definitely knocks it down a bit. Uh, Some of the character design is I'm not wild about, but the overall story is just really fucking strong. Yeah. If, if you like this, you'll like that next Avengers 
You should, yeah. Like that. That's weird to say, but like the dark future, like that's it's Ultron, right? Yes, it's Ultron, and uh, it's good. It's really good though, but uh, worth watching. So, uh, so yeah, uh, eight point seven, eight and a half for me. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's something I'd watch again, and and uh, didn't watch it with the boys, but I would try and get the boys to watch this because it was pretty good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, oh, dance breakdown. Yeah, I mean, probably the bean would not be interested in this, but there's a couple times the the deaths are a little violent. So I, I, if you're going yeah. into this thinking it's family friendly, yeah, if you're like, well, we love Batman the animated series, so let's watch this. No, don't <laughs> no. do that. Yeah, unless your kids are old. Hey, enough. look, just go watch Batman the animated series. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair because <laughs> it's so fucking good too. But I, I I do appreciate again that decision clearly to not show. Um, Diana stabbing Billy Bats, murdering Billy Batson. So, but we certainly saw Grifter get an arrow right through the fucking head. That's true, and you see literally a hole in uh, in uh, Professor. You see Zoom. brain. Yeah. You see brain matter brain in Zoom. I'm yeah. like, oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> Normally, this is where we would pick something, but obviously, we're not. This is a bonus episode. Sure is. Um, any more uh, parting words on the late and great? Mr. Kevin Conroy? No, thank you, my friend, for introducing me to Kevin Conroy's Batman. He's the voice that I hear when I read a Batman comic. Yeah, I'm going to miss him. Yep. Um, wish I had uh, gotten the balls to go to Connecticut when he was there in July to to go finally meet him. But And this kind of explains, you know, we made a couple jokes during uh, Batman Beyond where we didn't get any responses from his... Uh, his team. Oh, geez, yeah, he was sick. This is probably why yeah. they knew he, was, he had he had to do bigger and and better things, yeah. like get his affairs in order and shit. Um, yeah, thanks, Mister Conroy, for thirty fucking years of being Batman and being absolutely fantastic at it every step of the way. Agree. What well, uh, you know, one thing that we talked about with Killing Joke mm-hmm. that definitely plays in this and plays with the video games. Every time he is a different iteration than the original Batman animated series, Batman, mm-hmm. there's a difference. It's slight, mm-hmm. it's subtle, but there are differences in how he performs each one of those Batman. Yeah, that's fair. It's just really smart. I- Instead of him just coming in and be like, hi, I'm Batman. This is this is my Batman voice. Every single one was different. Right after he passed, I saw, and it was, I think it was a documentary about voice actors, and that's where he tells. I know that voice. Yeah, uh-huh. I know that voice. Yeah. I think he talked about basically how he got the part, and he approached it like a serious actor and had, mm-hmm. you know, concepts and stuff and came in, and, and he, you know, basically said, like, they kind of blew everybody away. Yeah, he he set the bar pretty high. Yeah, go go seek out I Know That Voice. That's a really cool doc about voice actors. Yes, 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 yes. Todd, we're both still on Twitter at this point. We if are. Twitter's still a thing at the end of the month when this episode <laughs> will drop. Right. Um, do we do we want to say our Twitter handles? Yeah. Do we need to? No, people know us. Listen, uh, I will say this, this. bonus shit. Yeah, I will say this, though. Music for the podcast comes to us from two places. Mm-hmm. Our theme song is Take a Chance by Kevin McLeod. You can find his music at incompetech.com. Our beer music is Feather Duster by Shane Ivers. Find his music at silvermansound.com. So that'll do it for the Superpod HeroCast for this bonus episode. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic, And I've been Be heroic. Um.
Am I blue? Am I blue? And these tears in my eyes telling you Am I blue? You'd be too If each plan that you made done fell through Was a time I was her only one But now I'm the sad and lonely one Lordy, was I gay Till today Now she's gone and we're through Am I blue? Was a time I was her only one But now I'm The sad and lonely She's gone and we're through Am I blue? Now she's gone